Hey, this is Greg of the Philly Blunt. In this episode, we sit down with Philly's queen of poetry, Ursula Rucker. Ursula is a poet, activist, recording artist with five studio albums. She's also collaborated with the likes of The Roots, King Britt, and Josh Wink. She's also won a 2018 Pew Fellowship. If you're not familiar with her work, check out the documentary Ursula Rucker, Poet, on YouTube after you listen to this captivating interview, of course. Ursula's work is raw, personal, and brutally honest. She's easily, without a doubt, one of the wisest voices in Philly. So uh, we hope you enjoy. Don't forget to rate and review if you like what we're doing, because it helps other people find us when they do searches for Cool Philly Podcast. And follow us on our socials. Keep up with all the news and new guests. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all as The Philly Blunt. Hope you enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Philly Blunt. My name is Johnny Good Times. Reef. Hey, this is Greg. And we are very excited. This episode, we're going to be talking with uh, one of Philadelphia's foremost poets, if not foremost poet in the city of Philadelphia, Ursula Rucker. Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> really excited to uh, have you on the show. Oh my goodness! Yeah, welcome. I'm excited to uh, have you up here in G Town. Welcome. Yes, thank you for having us. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were actually talking um, before we got started. Uh, what is it about Germantown that has remained like sort of almost the last untouched, non gentrified area of Philadelphia? How much time do you have? I, we got as much as, <laughs> as much as you want. As much as you want. I mean, you know, outside of being in love with my whole entire city, mm. um, I grew up in Mount Airy in Germantown, mm. Chestnut Hill. You know, West Mount Airy. So this is like, yeah, this is it for me. And mm-hmm. living here for the past uh, almost 17 years, it's just, uh, I mean, it's probably the most sacred place in the whole entire city because mm-hmm. um, we're right near the Wissahickon. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, ancient Native American land. Um, you can feel it coursing. And, I, and I'm certain that is mm-hmm. you know the deepest as as well as um there's an african-american burial ground that a high-rise project was built on top of wow. that they imploded that the whole neighborhood went to it was yeah right. it was great my first implosion nice um and uh and i would always say what is up with that place i even asked my dad like what, what was it like back in the day he's like it's always been wild west over there mm-hmm. And then come to find out, I'm like, it must be, it must be, uh, have been built on top of a um, ancient burial ground. Now they have a a historical marker right Mm -hmm. there, and they keep the they built like new, you know, the new. Mm -hmm. So did you ever think? Did you ever think of moving out of this area? Was that ever a? Yeah, I lived in a University City. I loved it when I lived there on 47th and um, between Chester and Springfield. Okay. I loved University City. I was sad when I left too, because mm-hmm. I love Clark Park. I mean, it was Clark such was a awesome. like sorry sense of community. Oh, that wasn't even me. <laughs> 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 yeah, <it> was <laughs> um, he wasn't even going to acknowledge that it wasn't. <laughs> her. Yeah, you just know, like, <laughs> typical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but so no, nah, but this is my home. Yeah. So you mentioned that was your first implosion. Has there been a second implosion? <clears throat> uh. You mean the high rise? Yeah, yeah. No, it was my only one. Right. <laughs> I've never seen one. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. I got caught it on. It was. It was amazing. Yeah, because it was just tearing down something that shouldn't have never been there to begin with. Yeah, and it was just exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it was like you know you don't you don't know all the ways that a community 
can gather together for right. something and everybody like, hey. Yeah, at the implosion. Like, I was at the implosion in 98. You were seeing people in the supermarket like, yo, you going to the implosion? <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. It was flyers and shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to take, uh, want to take us back to the mid-90s. Mm. And you were involved in a really uh, special scene in Philadelphia mm. musical history. You were part of a scene that included The Roots, King Brit, yeah. uh, Rich Medina, that whole crowd. Mm. Uh, take us back there. Take us back to what that scene mm. was like and what the, you know, what 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 those days were like for you? Man, I'm like the queen of nostalgia. Mm. Uh, it was great, you know. I mean, I think any time of um, when you look back on it, you're like, wow, that was like my actual time of uh, full self discovery, you know. Mm. And I was doing it with a bunch of other amazing ass people who were along the same trajectory and so mm-hmm. well it speaks to the magic of this place philly mm-hmm. honestly i mean come on who mm-hmm. who who have you not talked to that's like philly the music in philly yeah 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 we know mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. it's a current it's a pulse it's an energy it's the, it's it's in the school girl i don't know <laughs> we're just different we're special and so there was one of those special moments just magical silk city Mm-hmm. Were you, you know, guys all? Were you all living around the same place, the same neighborhood? Uh, I don't know, but we would, come, you know, we would meet at the Silk City. Was definitely a hub mm-hmm. at that time in the party. Back to basics that King Brit and DJ Dazia did. You know, brought everybody together. And then I was a. Uh, I mean, you know, I got to know Rich Medina when he was like a poet. Poet. A lot of people are like, "What? He was a poet? Uh, hello." Mm, people forget about that aspect yeah, of his like career. Yeah, he was one of my favorite poets at that time. Mm, yeah, That super mm-hmm. deep voice. Yeah. I noticed and that, his writing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I noticed that you've always used the word poet, and you are not a fan of the I word spoken. You already know what I'm saying. <laughs> spoken word. Why is that? And tell, tell us a little bit about what you see as the difference between those two. Uh, yeah. T- I mean, we're allowed to... to to know and then say what we like and what we don't like. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think people just get weird about that. Like, oh, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't like it. It's not mm. It's not sufficient. It's small. Mm-hmm. Spoken word is just, I don't even. I don't know where really it came from. It's like created by like a. it in mm-hmm. terms of this thing that we do with performing poetry or sharing poetry. Uh, you know, in the public sphere, spoken word is like nothing to me. It's mm. a spoken word artist. What, 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 what I'm saying, do you write it down? Does it matter? Does the art of it matter? Or does it only matter when you're on the microphone and you're shocking and awing everyone and you're like, I just, I don't get it. You know, mm. like I get the kind of spoken word category in the Grammys, which is like, mm-hmm speeches and mm. it's it makes more right. sense to me but yeah I, I never liked it I never will I'm, I'm constantly having to uh, tell people please don't right. refer to me as a spoken word artist okay it might not be anything to you but I mean how how many centuries have poets been in existence right how, how, how important is poetry to the keeping of history and uh, when there was no writing down, when there was just oral tradition, it was the poets who kept all that shit together. Because mm-hmm. it was easier yeah. to remember it in rhyming form to pass it down. No, or? they were just honored in the in the communities, in the villages, in the um, in the gatherings. So they were looked towards to just keep 
keep the culture, mm-hmm. keep the information, mm-hmm. you know, until like we started recording things by writing things down. Mm-hmm. Even goes back to like Socrates was not a spoken word philosopher. He's just a philosopher and he never wrote yeah, anything. That some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. don't even sound right spoken word philosopher. Right. See what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, we, 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 we mm-hmm. do our homework. Right. So you're also not a fan of slam poetry. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we're trying to get you to break something. <laughs> uh, no, it's that I don't like the competition element. Mm-hmm. I um, think it's cool for how it's introduced a lot of people who would never have been familiar with poetry at all, and then the performance of poetry. So it's mm-hmm. there are some pluses, you know, mm-hmm. to everything. But um, yeah, I, I detest the competition element it's just not for me I think I've been in I think I've participated in one slam Mm -hmm. in my lifetime you know I didn't really understand what I was doing at the time Mm -hmm. it was at the New Yorican Poets Cafe Mm -hmm. in New York City and then I was like "Mm -mm, no it's not your fault no 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 do you you feel like poetry shouldn't be uh, competitive do you think that works? Do you think, think that works against nature, the very it's nature of it? Going to be, like, if you're when you're an artist, there's always going to be an element of competition, yes. right, with fellow artists. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there need there need not be an official mm-hmm. named competition. And I think when you're creating a piece of art to compete, to me, that's weird. Mm-hmm. For me. I've, I agree 100%. I used to, you know, when I was young, I'd battle. It was a different element, but what it's, what it's become now in hip-hop, the battle, it's like these guys have two months to prepare, and they have to pretend to, like, really, you know, I'm mad at you, and just, like, shout at each other for, for, for and it, it just, it doesn't seem natural or real. You know, it's it's it's, it's, it's an act. It's it's contrived. Yeah, and I, I mean, there are dance competitions. I mean, you know, per, per genre, mm-hmm. and it, it changes, but, you know, for poetry, I'm like, you're going to write a poem. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. Some things just don't. Right. They don't compute. You know, mm. connect. Mm. Like you could never imagine writing a poem because you were trying to win a competition against mm. somebody. Right. And people don't really want me to. Compete. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm I love just it. Saying. I love it. I love it. You don't You're want welcome. that. Yeah. 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 You should be grateful that I'm not doing that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> We just stopped the podcast, right? Right, I think that's it. That's a mic drop right there. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you talked about how recording uh, the unlocking for the roots took you out of your comfort zone. I wanted to see, uh, ask you what your comfort zone was and how that particular poem knocked you out of it. This is very personal, personal record. Yeah. Oh, it was frightening. Yeah, it was frightening. I mean, um, look, I just felt it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh. and, and so many years later, but I can still. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not jaded. I'm not not jaded. That's thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I'm, when Amir called me, you know, it was really like when you asked that question about what did it feel like, Rich Medina, you know, the Roots, King Bread. I mean, it felt natural. <clears throat> so when Amir asked me, I I was like, okay, all right, like you're not really understanding the whole scope of it because we used to hang out and shit so it's like okay my friend is asking me to do something but the theme is super challenging and scary Um, so they they approached you with what they wanted the poem to be more or less or absolutely Amir is very specific Um, 
And Ntozaki Shange was supposed to do the poem and she was away. She was on vacation because she was wild like that. Bless her. Um, and they couldn't get in touch with her and they were on a deadline. And they called. Ntozaki Shange lived behind the Painted Bride and I worked at the Painted Bride. Okay. So I would see her all the time being all, oh my God, it's Ntozaki Shange. Right. Um, so that didn't make sense to me either. Wait, wait, wait. She was supposed to do it. You want me to do it? You don't even really know if I can do it. What are you asking me right now? Mm-hmm. What? Write a poem about what? Oh, my God. But I did it. Yeah. Well, for, legendary for, for people who don't know what it's about, you know, what's it about? It's uh, He asked me to write um, a poem about, um, yeah, a woman who was gangbanged and rises victorious comes out the victor and I was like I don't even know what you're talking about Mm. because I write it has to be real in some way you know it has to uh, so I had to really really think and find a nugget of of truth for me so I could and so I just took it kind of from a um, um, like mm, sort of a mythology but not really Mm. like you know like I have been dating somebody and um then I found out that he was sitting around, you know, chilling, smoking, hanging out one night, talking about everything, you know, that we had done. And I was like, oh, man, that's, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, okay, it's probably about eight or nine dudes in the room. Mm-hmm. So he gangbanged me in conversation. Mm-hmm. And I took it from there. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I, the voyeur, peer as she begins her ritual, paying sexual tithes for few and untrue. Words of admiration, translation, sucker ass, lines of trash, spewing from first one's unskilled lips that beg for pussy tricks that make his dick go quickly limp. And you were, oh, let's go. Go ahead, no, you, got you were under, I, I'd seen in the documentary, you were under a pretty tight deadline. It was, oh man, it was just like a day or two. So I mean, it was like. Is that normal? Like, how long is your writing process normally for a poem? Uh yeah, I'm, I write at the last minute now. <laughs> now yeah. Yeah. that may have been the yeah. you know yeah. um, defining moment for that as well. But um, it was my defining moment for breaking out of any kind of fear in doing this. Um, now I may have a little like concern because I never want to really hurt people too bad. I want to be respectful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Okay, I don't want to offend. But, yeah, I'll never censor myself. No. And I'll always, you know, this is my freest place. Mm. When I do the, I mean, there's no place that I'm more free. Mm. It's mm. Piggybacking on what he had mm. asked about your writing process, um, I've always wondered from different artists' perspective, for me, there was a time where it was, it didn't, um, it didn't, it was more fun and free because it didn't put food on the table. Mm. There wasn't mm. that pressure. Mm. Do you still have those times where you just sit and just write for yourself, or is it almost always like, all right, well, I got to be in the studio tomorrow? I write work, for myself yeah. all the time. Okay. I have mm-hmm. slivers of paper, mm-hmm. journals, little notebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do a lot of writing in here because mm-hmm. I'm busy. You right. know, we're a bit right. 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 Yeah, right. I mean, we got the kids, family, mm-hmm. um, problems, and shit. Right. And. Uh, yeah, and I write all the time. I don't necessarily sit down, oh, let me write a poem. You know, but right. I'm definitely keeping a journal from, yeah. yeah. Do you have like a daily routine of writing Hell or is no. it just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brother. 
It just comes when it comes. Hell yeah. I'm just like, you know, I remember when my, um, you know, mentor mama, Sonia Sanchez, you know, I've heard her a million times say, write every day. And, I, you know, I remember the first times when she would say, and I, every time she would say, I'm like, oh, God, should I be writing every day? Should I be writing? Uh, Sonia Sanchez says, should be writing every day. Mm-hmm. Then you have to know what works for you. Right. You have to know what's good for you, even if you're icon, you're, mm-hmm. you're idol, mm-hmm. you're, you know, all in all. No, you still have to know what's best for you and what's best for me is the organic Mm. process i mean when i have a you know to record of course i'm gonna yeah i skid at skid under the deadline (laughs) yeah Mm. so yeah that's what i do but i don't usually disappoint though so right 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 (laughs) yeah it's all good (laughs) how is the studio for you are you uh me i can't i i don't like the studio i like performing live i like writing creating it I and performing it, it live but I don't like being in that really? room I don't yeah mm. it's just something about it that makes it feel like work so that's not the same for you no no, no okay. I love it all yeah. I mean I don't the studio thing doesn't happen all the time for mm. me so it still feels yeah. okay. fresh and fun right. and exciting yeah I love it yeah. but getting yeah. in there and mm. getting your checking your levels <laughs> come on <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just great awesome. it's great yeah <laughs> We've seen the changes in the music business in the past 15, 20 years where it's gone from being a thing where you used to sell CDs and, you know, there used to be sort of this certain business model, but now it's a totally different business model. Is that similar for you in poetry or are there other avenues that maybe somebody like Reef and music doesn't doesn't have? I mean, that is my avenue because I haven't written any books. I've only recorded my poetry. So mm-hmm. I have you know, five albums, you know, countless collaborations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it... Um, it's uh, why I haven't done another album yet, really. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one was 2012, 13? That's, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's cl- cl- mm-hmm. 11. Okay. 11, okay. we're close, okay. though. Yes, yeah, I'm, and I'm like, yeah, I'm kicking myself, you know? Like, mm-hmm. man, Earth, that's way too long, but, I mean, mm-hmm. all in, in divine time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I've been, you know, procrastinating on doing a crowdfunding campaign because I, I just am so scared of it, but mm-hmm. I don't think I can do an, another album the way I want to without it because all the other times I had someone right. blessedly <laughs> funding right. the, the project. Yeah. Is there a thought of writing a poetry book or is your stuff so yeah, specifically yeah mm-hmm. uh, what? I don't know why it hasn't happened it's mm-hmm. not A right. right people ask look you know what I do when people ask me the same thing <laughs> it's the same I'm like I don't know please leave me alone or tell Harper's Collins to call right, me and make it right. easy yeah, get, get in advance <laughs> right sure. yeah that'll change yeah. Yeah. so you had mentioned you were scared of the crowd surfing like what in particular about crowd surfing scared Crow- you crowdfunding crowdfunding crowd surfing sorry my metal no. background I think of crowd surfing <laughs> <laughs> I will not there, it will never happen nah. but it's how <laughs> about crowd surfing and poetry reading they'll drop my that was a dumb question I'm scared of crowd surfing myself you weirdo yo I'm a I'm a Fishbone fan so like yeah. back in the day I went to see Fishbone at Chestnut the old Chestnut Cabaret and somebody went on the stage and jumped on my neck that was done. it done <laughs> done I'm never yeah, yeah. but uh hmm. who would have known we'd actually get a crowd surfing uh, <laughs> story <laughs> story <Yeah. laughs> Philly Blunt baby that's right 
So what is it about the crowdfunding that, that, that scares you? Everything. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I don't like asking people for anything. That's number one. For right. sure, for sure. That's something. That's I that have. artist. Pro- like, yeah, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard for me. Yeah. Um, I'm, I probably missed out on it or whatever. It doesn't matter because I don't know what I've missed out on. Right. Uh, that's number one. And then the uh, management of it. Like, I'm like, okay, I need a someone who's my son I've been appealing to my oldest son come on I mean I mean don't you have a homie that could like manage my crowdfunding campaign I could hire them and they I haven't I don't know I have to I feel like I have to find somebody mm-hmm. I ain't doing it right, yeah, right. It, right have you experienced that like um I've noticed that a lot of people they talk about their team and all that other stuff is it it's been it's hard for me because I feel like I I I haven't met that person or it's those hard, people, right? or they, they, they either don't do enough or they're doing too much. It's mostly bullshit. Right. <laughs> when somebody comes, you say, oh, did he get a team? Bro. Right. Because I, I reached out to you directly. Like, I like that. I like being able to, like, I've reach out to the, people. Like, trying to have a team. Right. Uh, conference call is bullshit. Right. He was on a now, conference call today, yeah. And it was the worst thing ever. Oh, they're the worst. It's like a slow <laughs> death. fuckery. <laughs> Basically, you just sit with the phone on mute for the majority of the two. I cannot stand conference calls. Oh, they right. like, ugh. But, yeah, um, it's, 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 it's a frightening um, thought, but I have to do it. Mm. You know, and I just, I want to do it right. I, that's why I need somebody to help. I don't want to mm. not respond to people or not get them. To, oh, that right. would horrify me right. if people were like, hey, I still haven't They've gotten, gotten my- Oh, man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that has been a thing with, with a few people that meant well and they people still didn't get the, the album. You know, they, they pledged this much and they were supposed to get this from it and they didn't get it. And then now the person looks like they robbed you, basically. Listen, you if know? you get blessed to like find a, one or two people that you could trust and work with and that's your quote-unquote team, but mm. I mean, that whole team shit. Yeah, teamwork does make the dream work, but you got to find the motherfucking team first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Right. It's not. Right. Is it, Go ahead. Go is it? Would you feel more pressure because your friends and people like that had funded the record? Is that a, a more pressure to, for the poems to be at a higher standard? You tripping. You better be careful. Man. Tread lightly, man. Look, let me, in, in, my, in my brokest moment, zero dust in my pocket, mm-hmm. I can always write. Mm-hmm. At the highest level, cause that's my shit. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my meditation. That's my therapy. That's my joy. That's my freedom. I'm never doing that half-assed. Mm-hmm. Never, mm-hmm. never, yeah. never. If I if I did, I have more money. Going back a little bit further, you once said that your parents were nice town gangsta meets South Philly girl. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know what parts of you do you think you get from the nice town gangster, and what part of, uh, parts of yourself do you see in the South Philly girl? My father taught me how to cuss. So enough said. Mm-hmm. He is the he was the master. I mean, I couldn't have learned from a better. Wow, his the the arrangement you know of cuss words was just <laughs> right. brilliant sometimes I'd be sitting outside on the front step and he'd be yelling in the crib and I'm like yeah yo and I you know and I was like always the one cussing on the bus 
you know, with my little shy, quiet. It was mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. It was a weird juxtaposition because mm-hmm. yes. I was super shy. But uh, no one could cuss like me. So there's that. Um, plus, I got a mean streak. Um, <laughs> and yeah, my mom. Yeah, you know, I did a whole one woman show about my mom. So mm-hmm. to t- talk about her life, she is mm-hmm. and the strongest person I know. So yeah. she yeah. gave me that. I got yeah. that. Yeah, shout out to mom. Yeah, right. and she's the most loving person. So strong and loving. I, I got that. Yeah. Well, them, I mean, a South Philly girl marrying a nice town gangster in the 50s. In the 50s I mean, that had to be almost unheard of at that mm-hmm. time, right? Yeah, it was dangerous. They uh, had a lot of, yeah, a lot of problems with the family and just out in public. Mm-hmm. My father told me many stories. My mother told me many stories. Mm-hmm. and uh, But they made it. They did it. It was a while. I always say, um, there's a part in my one woman show where I'm like, uh, you know, make re- reference to Prince and Purple Rain with him and Apollonia mm-hmm. looking through the window at his parents like it's a freak show. Yeah, it was. It was wild. I wouldn't have had it any other way though. Cause right, look, right, right. <laughs> right for sure. I, I turned out kind of cool, a little yeah. crazy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go back. You had said that you don't censor yourself, mm-hmm. and I don't know about Reef. I wrote a like a memoir piece about some family stuff and. Mm-hmm. Do you worry do, when you do this? Do you worry about offending family? Have you offended family? And like, <laughs> She's how, do you like, yeah, 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 like, how do you struggle or wrestle with that? It was definitely scary when my um, brother came to my one show. When I knew with the night that he was coming, I was mm. like, oh God. but he was nice to me the next day. He was. Mm. I could tell. You told, he some, wanted, you told some truths in that show about yeah. Okay. Did you think about censoring it with him there? Hell no. I might have it might have crossed my mind I don't remember but yeah then I'm like no because I worked so hard mm-hmm. which I'm sure you did too I mean it's just hard work agreeing with yourself to tell your story you know to speak your own truth okay when it's gritty and dirty and raw and mm-hmm. fucked up because shame is something we all um, allow into our spirit and it's bullshit because um, everybody has their shit. So, yeah, it's it's scary. My mom has never even heard or seen the One Woman show. Or, and she also has not ever listened to Return to Innocence, mm-hmm. which is the poem on the third uh, Roots album where I talk really about my brother yeah. and her. She's never heard it. Is that a relief for you? Are you glad she's never heard it? No, I think it, w- it, w- it would be okay at this point. I mean, back then, I... Mm. Mm. You know, was really, really frightened. I was like, oh my God, what have I done? I'm putting all my business out on this shit. So for many years, people would say, hey, is that a true story? Right. And I would say, yeah, it's based in truth, but it's, you know, a grand dot. It's not. No. It's, yeah, it was all true, true, but I was yeah. afraid. Yeah. Now I'm like, whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. We talked about with that, with you, with your new album, how personal your your most recent album was. And I mean, I think your most personal work you've done and also, not coincidentally, I think the best work you've done. But like when um, we were talking about that, about how for an artist, do, do you have sort of a responsibility to get beyond sort of the, the restraints that the rest of us sort of feel to, uh, I don't know, keep relationships? You know, do, do you have to kind of go beyond that for the sake of the art? 
I don't even think about that. You <laughs> <laughs> just got to do what comes. I don't. Comes, I yeah. don't. And, you know, while we're on this conversation, I want to be sure to um, talk about uh, how the poetry has led me to uh, using the art for trauma healing. Mm. And just healing in general, and how that has become like my most my most favorite thing mm. right now. And I would have never thought I didn't plan to do it. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to make myself better. I didn't know that I could mm-hmm. help other people, you know, get well. Uh, and it's just such a beautiful thing. And are you that's what I'm about, saying. We mm. could do all kinds of things, mm. you know. Mm. Are you talking about like the stuff you've been doing with prisons and things like that? Yeah, I mean, using the poetry to like, yeah, greater for. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Kensington do the open mic in Kensington which I'm about to start back up okay. soon um, going there was is, is probably like yeah the confirmation for me that, that, that this shit could work everywhere to, mm. to, to, to art can yeah. yeah art can really really save and, and, and change lives can you, sure. can you give us an example of that or like things that you've seen Kensington between... bro right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kensington the neighborhood with the highest uh, amount of opioid deaths in the country yeah right I don't know if that's still the t- it was the statistic for a long time mm, no um, it still is so when I went there and started working there I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know what I was getting myself into I didn't know if it would work man it's just uh, it just Exploded my heart, my heart, my compa- my level for compassion is off the charts. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even know that my heart could hold that much mm-hmm. love and compassion, and it only, you know, just grows me as a as a being. I mean, those people are like some of the most loving people, and every, when people call them zombies, and do, I mean that's that's offensive to me. Mm-hmm. Now you know, like I will, I won't let people talk ill. Mm-hmm. about the people that I have met in a place called Kensington that are fighting for their fucking lives and mm-hmm. have come from all different kinds of experiences and people just sum them up. How dare you? Mm-hmm. You perfect? You never had any problems? Nothing ever makes you feel weak? Oh, oh, you're not popping, you know, some kind of antidepressant or whatever? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, come on. We all got, they just happen to take a, a route that's ill. It's mm-hmm. yeah. ill. Well, they have the, yeah, I mean, some people have that thing where you can, your brain can stop it and some people don't. I mean, it's not a thing where it's a, I'm, I'm better than them morally. They're it's just some that of the most my brain, people yeah, it's I've like my met. brain uh, at a certain point, it's like, all right, you need to stop drinking or what have mm-hmm. you. Some people don't have that, yeah. that, that thing. I mean, that's all that, yeah. that really is. And but, plus life. Plus, right, plus right. life. Yeah. <laughs> dot, 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 plus life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk about where we're doing the interview real quick. We didn't do that off yeah, the top. Sure. Oh, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's give a shout out to our venue. We're uh, at uh, Uncle Bobby's Bookstop, uh, Bookshop in uh, Germantown on Germantown Ave. Uh, what made you pick this spot? <laughs> Mark Lamont Hill. Yeah, shout out to him. I mean, that's the homie. Yeah. That's that doing that. Come on. Doing that real work right. that most are not built for won't ever do too scared to do it's cool because we got people like Mark Lamont Hill and we got people like Reef oh we got people like Ursula no, so, <laughs> so um yeah you know just supporting his space and his and his effort with the people and the community and uh yeah and it was like you know open at this time or whatever <laughs> there you go there you go Woo! 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 Woo!
to take it to the uh, Philly Blunt. So this is basically the last part of the interview. We just asked rapid fire question, rapid fire answer. Okay. Well, this is scary. N- yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nothing not heavy at all, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who's going to start us off? Uh, favorite place to perform in the city? Past, present, future. Oh. You know what? I actually love... Love the fringe art space. Love I know it. there's a lot of mm. politics involved, but, but that space mm. and the sound mm. and the experiences I've had there, mm. it resonates with me, and I love that space. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed you uh, follow the official Bruce Lee Twitter page, Twitter handle. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Bruce Lee movie? <laughs> oh my God! Oh man! No, I don't. I've watched them all multiple times uh, it's more his spirit that's my favorite you know yeah. I mean that's my I mean come on <laughs> you know the documentary what the, it's a docu one of the documentaries is my favorite okay. like it's when I watch that it's it's like a um, it's like when I watch a great and mighty walk about a Dr. John Henry Clark mm-hmm. that's uh, one of my favorite things and, and this interview with Dick Gregory that uh mm-hmm. Uh, the the woman from TV One does. Uh, What's her name? Kathy. Um, it's some with an R. Kathy R. Some. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's inspiring to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. if you had your own talk show, who would be your first guest? Prince. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I saw. I saw from the, notice. the ether. Yeah, I noticed the shirt earlier. Yeah. yeah nice. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's an in loving memory of Prince shirt. Yeah. Absolutely, all day. If you were a wrestler or a boxer and you're coming to the ring, what's your walk-in music? Oh, rapid fire? I'm sorry, I'm failing. No, yeah, no, it's fire. fine. We just say that. Like that, yeah. yeah. You're actually pretty quick compared yeah. to most of our guests. <laughs> right. So people are just like, nah, next question. Oh my God. DMX. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Done. Done. There you go. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep with the Prince and the music theme. I have a 15-year-old nephew. Not in, no exposure to Prince. If you got one song for me to play for him to expose him to Prince and turn him on, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Shh, that's. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> I mean, that's just unfair because I don't really know. 15 doesn't really say anything. I don't know him. That's not fair. All right. All I right. can't do it. All right. You're not going to catch me out there. <laughs> I'm 51. I know some shit. <laughs> Uh, what's your uh, what musical artist would you most want to work with? Oh man, oh, that's such a hard question. Aside from Reef, of course. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean Just. it's such a long list. Oh my god. Just give us a name or two. A name or two? Yeah, you don't got to do one. Um. Well, I'll just say, like, forever in my whole entire life, like, from the beginning when I started doing this thing, I always had a dream of the RZA doing some doing something with the RZA. That's awesome. I just, the Wu-Tang is like, huh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, who do I always say, right? Don't you do this? Oh, yeah, People yeah, yeah, ask yeah, you. Yeah. But it's whoever you, I was listening to last before. When I you're sitting. I know. Cinematic Orchestra. What was that? I never heard of them before. Oh my god! Yeah, well, I'm checking. Get them. your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Send me a text and thank me later. I will. I will. I will. Okay, everybody I have ever told about them, they're like, oh my god. Right. Yeah, I'm, that's that's a dream for me to work with them. Uh, go to comfort food. Oh, um, 
Yeah, probably like cheese. Mm. Yeah, I'm like a cheese. Like, are you like slicing it up, or you just I sometimes just hunk right into the. I'm like whatever. <laughs> so many different kinds. Yeah. It's blue cheese. Yeah. Like, guess what? Don't get grossed out. But there's something I discovered last year that I love: blue cheese with liver with like pate or liver. Mm. Yo, it's such a cool snack. Yeah. Try okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but get the you know don't get no bullshit right right right, 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 right. the Brunos yeah yeah yeah. how about a, a book that changed your life that was oh their know. eyes were watching God mm. Zora Neale Hurston please my heart mm. oh what's, what's your I'm, favorite? About to, I'm about to cry what's your favorite children's story oh that's just the, anything in where the sidewalk ends, like the whole, all the pieces in that whole book. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is the last one from me. Uh, what is one of your quotes that you say to your kids? Because every mom has the quote. Like, my mom was, tell thine own self be true when I was fucking up. What's something that you say to all your boys? Sit the fuck down. Because they remember it. And they'll be, they'll be saying it to their kids like I do now. So many. I don't know. Let's just go with who am I again? And then their response is the queen. Your motherfucking reign. There you go. How's that? Is that I love it. That's perfect for me. Um, can you tell me something beautiful about Philadelphia? Reef, oh, the Lost you. Cause, <laughs> Ursula Rucker, Germantown. Uh, Uncle Bobby's book. Uncle, Bo- I mean, like <laughs> what? Something beautiful. Everything, even the grit and the grime, is beautiful because it makes us who we are, and we can go anywhere in the whole entire world and know how to carry ourselves. Am I right or wrong? Uh, absolutely correct. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually had a great quote to that. You said uh, the most successful relationship I've had is with my city. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was a great. I need to get that on a t-shirt. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I do. I remember saying that. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Um, the, the pew was it for the pew? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. See. Uh, all right. All right. That was recent. <laughs> all right. Uh, Robert, <laughs> y'all ain't asked me about that. Ain't nobody want to know about me being a pew fellow. I just oh, wanted to say yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you had to drop that in there. <laughs> took me, took me twenty years and six tries. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so Robert Frost once said, poetry is when an emotion has found its thought and the thought has found words. So I know this is an impossible question, but to you, poetry is blank. Say it again. Rapid fire. Say it again. Uh, Poetry is when an emotion has found its thought and the thought has found words. You agree with that? corny. (laughs) Okay, all right. Robert Frost once said. I just wanted to make sure it was corny. (laughs) Robert Frost once said... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. That's what one was, of those. That's yeah. one of those ones he's never ever question? gonna ever gonna live down. No, ever. No, I gotta listen to that. Just, just, just wrap it up. Where can people find you at? Quote unquote. Uh, on on the on the dark web. Okay, you saw me looking. Yeah, yeah. Like no, like no, like no. We don't. So where do we? We usually we usually let our listeners get the home address of all our guests. So yeah, so uh, yeah. Uh, no, just the, the the socials. You know, you gotta do that now. Yeah, at you Rucker Instagram, at you Rucker Twitter. Um, yeah, just Ursula Rucker on Facebook, and it's also I have an artist page, mm-hmm. which I don't really, you know. Yeah. 
do that much. Right, right, right. Both Ursula Rucker, just one's lowercase and one's uppercase. For sure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having us. Incredible, phenomenal interview. But next time. I mean, y'all don't have blunts when y'all do. <laughs> Very deceptive. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> All right, that'll yep. wrap it Thanks up. I want to thank, uh, thank Ursula Rucker so much thank for being you on all. the show. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, talking to you guys soon. Yep. Peace. Cheers. It's the sound of Philadelphia. Covered in blood, the man's office is covered in bugs. The youth dreams cut short. Swept-